Okay, my degenerate friends, let's talk about the wonderful dark art of gambling. Yes, dancing with the point spread. Going two fists in all the way up to your elbows, wearing farm animal gloves. All right, that was weird. My point is, every game you watch is a little bit more spicy with something on it, you know? That's why you should get dialed in today at mybookie.ag. I've got an account, and you know what? I throw 10, 15, 20 bucks on stuff all the time. That's it. You can even bet less. MyBookie.ag is perfectly legal, and having worked with them for over two years, they are a rare exception of credibility in a sea of fly-by-nighters. And the handful of times anybody has had a problem, they take care of it right away. Why? Because I send one email, and they go, oh, we, we don't want to get this. We'll take care of this. Relax, everybody. You got me backing you up. NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, PGA Tour, NHL, Premier League, everything but Bush Kazi from Afghanistan, you can bet on it. Right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand additional dollars to put in play. Terms and restrictions do apply to bonus dollar matches. Read the website for details. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to get that additional matching money. Get some sweet action in 2020. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, the Badgers come up agonizingly short yet again. It's just another Wisconsin kick to the sports fellas. Ron Thomas joins me. We'll talk David Stern's legacy, current state of the NBA, and how does Navy football keep doing it? All that plus the sex and pizza robot revolution is upon us. Your bonus, 30 minutes of me, is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. Thank you for downloading. There has never, ever, ever been a worse emotional return on investment than being a sports fan. None. Nada. It is absurd. And the Wisconsin Badgers proved it once again on New Year's. Falling to Oregon in the Rose Bowl 28-27 in a game they had no business losing. They were out gaining Oregon, and I know you don't get a point per yard but they were out gaining Oregon 322 to 155 before the final drive added on 38 yards of offense, which made it look a bit closer. That's more than doubling them up in terms of total yardage. But they lost the turnover game 4 to 1. They missed a field goal. They had a smothered punt six go for a touchdown. Didn't get a, a JT3, a JT23 going until. Hardly at all, maybe a little bit late. And by the time he did start going, they mashed the jet sweep button one too many times. They had a long run negated by holding in the first half. Not sure about the validity of that call. They got a terrible spot on what would have been a goal-to-go situation that they overcame by punching it in on fourth down. I I thought, okay, this is how much I hate replay. I, I don't even know what is or is not reviewable. How is it that replay didn't step in there and go, whoa, 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 horseshit spot, we're fixing this. Christ even called a timeout, which I thought maybe he's calling it so they'll have time to look at it, and then 
ABC or ESPN didn't even go back to the replay once they went to timeout. They just were like, nah, never mind. I, I couldn't believe they didn't show it again going, this was a travesty of a spot. This should be a first down. But whatever. They didn't get stung by it because they scored on a nifty play on fourth and goal or fourth and one, which turned into a touchdown. And of course, they had the game eventually snatched from on a very weak OPI call, negating a first down and pretty much ending the game. No guarantee they would have scored. I'm just saying that was essentially the game. Oh, and the defense had a brain fart on uh, Justin Herbert's third touchdown run, which, again, at one point, this guy was supposedly up there with the top quarterbacks in the country. Like, he's going to be a top five quarterback pick. Not that impressive throwing the ball yesterday or uh, last night, but he definitely ran it. And poor Danny Davis, he will live forever with that fumble for his whole life. And Rashad Wild Goose, who was the guy who was running around all willy-nilly on the Herbert touchdown at the end, he'll live with the what are you doing his whole life. That's the price of sports. That's the price you pay by being on that field. You could fuck up in a way that you are never going to be able to live it down. So this now goes on the pile of Wisconsin sports heartbreaks, starting with and going backwards roughly in chronological order, the Brewers leading the Nationals 3-1 in the eighth inning of the wild card game this past fall. Josh Hader, the ultimate weapon on the mound, two outs to go, or two outs in the inning, bases loaded, still a two-run lead, and oop, squibber off of Juan Soto's bat that whoop, gets by Grisham. Next thing you know, bases are cleared. Uh, the Bucks blew a 2-0 series lead against Toronto last spring. Remember that? In the Eastern Conference Finals, they failed to close out a double overtime game, three that would have ended the series at three games to none. We go back to the previous fall, 2018, October. Brewers were one game shy of making the World Series home game, and they lose to the Dodgers, the best team money could buy. Go back to 2014, college basketball. Badgers lose in the semifinals. To Kentucky, 74-73. Again, one of these best teams money can buy. Dodgers, Kentucky, Duke. The following year, they beat Kentucky. Sweet revenge. And then they lost to Duke in the championship game, 68-63. Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. And then you throw the Packers in the mix. January of 2015, they lose an unlosable game at Seattle. Because Mike McCarthy didn't have the game day presence to step on an opponent's throat when his foot was right there. And they blow a trip to the Super Bowl. And that also includes the Ice Bowl 2 with Brett Favre throwing that interception to the Giants in overtime with a chance to go to the freaking Super Bowl. So what do we got? We got two Packer parades since the Lombardi era with two quarterbacks who are headed straight to Canton. That's not nearly enough. And other than that, it's just a whole bag of nothing. It's a whole bag of heartbreak. It's a whole bag of, why do I do this, actually? I think it's because it brings people together, and winning is so fun, even winning at the lower levels, to get to the pinnacle, to get to the peak, to be there with your pickaxe at the top of the mountain, about to plant a flag, when all of a sudden you slip and you fall, and you're like, oh, no, this is terrible. That exhilaration, I guess, is what keeps us going as sports fans, but it is a rotten emotional investment. One last quick thought on the Rose Bowl itself. My God, what a venue. 
and what weather. What a chamber of commerce day. It's not always like that, but about seven or eight out of ten times, it's just like that. The field is perfect. The simplicity of the flat, low-profile bowl filled to the gills with fans. There's no people mulling around in the concourses getting their $17 crab cakes and their deluxe double IPAs for $12 a pour because there is none of that. It's a place to sit your ass, watch some football. It's also the reason they don't play the Super Bowl there anymore because the NFL has sold its soul to the almighty dollar. Just like Monty Burns once said, I've made a lot of money, but I would... I would, I would sell my soul to make a little bit more or something like that. The NFL should still be playing the Super Bowl in that venue, and they should still be kicking it off at about the same time they kicked off this game, 5 o'clock in the East, 4 o'clock local time, so that that low winter sun in Southern California just washes over everything. And the eucalyptus trees just outside the stadium and the iconic Rose Bowl logo and icon on the outside with the San Gabriel Mountains in the back, I mean unbelievable late in the game as the sky turned to a radiant pink you first noticed it because Oregon's helmets with their shiny reflective paint job looked pink all of a sudden like like, wait a minute is there some pink sublimated into that helmet color I wouldn't put it past a team that could do that Oregon would be the team No, it was just the reflection of that impossible Southern California sky. And as beautiful and as stunning as it looks on television, my God, people, if you've never been there in person, if you've never felt what it feels like on a Southern California afternoon and evening, it's the reason why people pay such insane amounts of money to live in the most modest of houses in California. It's why they put up with the rampant rampant homelessness and the illegal immigration and the draconian leftist laws and the bans on straws and the earthquakes and the mudslides and the taxes. They put up with all of it because of what you saw during the Rose Bowl. Someday, and I hope I'm dead when this happens, they will break the bonds of Pac Ten, Pac or Pac. Pac-10, Big 12. I messed it up. I'll fix it in post-editing. Nah, you're going to leave that in. Probably. Someday they'll break the bonds of Big 10, Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl. Already part of that bond has been loosened by the fact that uh, it will rotate in as the national championship venue, which I'm okay with. It will also you know, pluck a Pac-12 or Big 10 team if they are playing for the national championship. I'm okay with that. But the day they finally say, all right, screw it. We're going we're gonna to just let it go. Let's do this eight-team playoff or whatever. And the Rose Bowl's not as special. That'll be tragic. And then, of course, this new stadium they're building, this new NFL stadium out there. Someday, someone's going to go, you know, we could play it over here where the NFL's home is. It's got all the fancy stuff. It's got the $17 crab cakes. It's got the luxury suites. Don't you want luxury? Money. Money. It's the worst. That stadium and that event every year is perfection. It's perfection 
and it's beautiful. It's beauty personified. It is beautiful perfection. There is perfection. There is machine-like perfection. You know, German, German perfection. And then there is beauty that is also perfection. And that, my friends, is the Rose Bowl. Today's episode brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official online gambling hangout of this, the ZabeCast. More lines on more games than you can imagine, more ways to play, fast payouts, outstanding customer service. MyBookie.ag has an easy interface. You can track your winnings and your bad beats. NFL playoffs are now here. Time to crush it. College hoops, now more upset heavy than ever. So let's clean up on some shockers in the winter. NBA looks like Lakers bucks in June, but hey, we can still make money on any given Tuesday throwing some heat at Grizzlies and Pelicans. <laughs> Sweet action. Promo code right now for 2020 is ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Get half your deposit matched up to $1,000. Terms and restrictions apply and bonus money. See website for details. You don't have to be some whale like Mr. X and throw around $1,000 a night. You can be a little dink and dunker like me and nobody's gonna know or laugh at you. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. My man Ron Thomas has been busy. He been here, he been there, he been just about everywhere. Ronnie, where have you not been over this Christmas break? <laughs> exactly. Let's go list it off. Uh, went to the Military Bowl, right? In I, your backyard. I did, the Academy. Yep, okay, I you did. went down to Charlottesville to see UVA play, who'd you see? Navy. Okay. Uh, where else have you been this holiday break? Well, did you get back to Indiana? Na- uh, I didn't. I didn't go back. We go back on Thanksgiving. But, um, Very good. I've been to just a lot of games, a lot of Wizards games, a lot of you know Maryland game here and there. Just been doing a lot of sports stuff. All right. Well, we got to get we a lot of things to talk about, and... We'll start with an unfortunate bit of news, uh, but it didn't look good a week ago, and the end has come for the commissioner for life, David Stern, who dies at age 77 on New Year's Day, easily one of the most influential commissioners in the history of professional sports in America. I don't think I'm overstating that, right? I, no, not at all. 1984 is when he started, right? And uh, served for 30 years as the commissioner. And in 84, you know, you got to remember that that league was at a complete crossroads. They didn't have TV contracts beyond the occasional CBS game that you could catch with Dick Stockton and Musburger <laughs> doing the the commentary. By the way, are you sure it was 84 and it was not 80? Yeah, he took over in 84. Okay, so it, Larry O'Brien, he- who they named the trophy after, yes. was the commissioner then. Now, of course... When Bird and Magic came onto the scene in 1982, 80, 80, 80 no, even. Yeah, because 79 was 79 the, they met in the, the title game. game. Yeah, okay. Yep. So at that time, and you and I were about 12 years old, or give or take, Yep. Uh, the NBA was not even on television live for the finals. It was tape delayed for after the local news, which is flat out insanity considering yep. things now, but in fairness, the league had a severe drug problem and it was a goon league in which fighting and brawling was not unlike the movie Tropic Thunder or not Tropic <laughs> Thunder. I'm thinking of the, uh, the, 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 the tropics that's killing me. 
You know, yeah, the, I don't know what you. I don't know which one you're talking about. You know, the with the with the Will Ferrell ABA movie. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah I didn't. I don't remember it. But yeah, yes, come on. Right. Remember well, the remember the jive turkey versus cocksucker yeah, scene where he, yeah, he didn't yeah, object yes, to I, me calling it. Yes, and I haven't thought of that movie in forever. But you know, the thing about the uh, the eight, and remember, they were not that far from removed from the Kermit Washington punch on. Uh, Rudy Tom Jonathan. That nearly killed what, him. Yes, it did. Semi-pro. Yes, it did. Semi-pro. How on earth could <laughs> I not remember called? semi-pro? Oh God, it's so funny. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm going to punch you in the, I'm going to punch you in the jejunum. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot right. about that. So, so the league had real problems and David Stern took over and set about upon building it into a colossus of a league that has outpunched its weight for a number of years, but is currently facing, Ron, some serious challenges. We'll get into that in a second. But what Stern did was he started to promote the stars, and he was very lucky in that he had two of the biggest ones, a white hick from Indiana and a smiling black kid from Detroit who went to opposite coasts to iconic franchises, and then they met in the finals for 10 consecutive years. It, they didn't meet for 10 years, but for 10 straight years, Ron, either One the Celtics or yep. the Lakers or both were in the finals. Yep. Now, now you're right. And that's what helped build the league. That along with David Stern saying, we are going to push our stars and we're not going to make any apologies for it. Right. And, well, and not only that, you know, he was a big time uh, ally for the owners too. He, uh, if you recall, he locked out the uh the nba players on four separate occasions and two times the season if i recall two times the seasons were shortened yeah no they, um, they also they played yeah, bare knuckle with them and some yes, would say did. the players got taken because they were weak compared to baseball's union but even with the with the salary maximum that was put in the average salary is still the highest in the nba by a long shot of any professional sport. I think the average salary is upwards of $6 million. Yeah. It's just absolutely incredible. (laughs) So if you're just some, you're some tall, lanky dick, nobody knows at the end of the bench, 6 million a year guaranteed money, by the way. And guys like Vin Baker crawled into a bottle of booze and ended his career and they couldn't stop paying him. It was guaranteed money. You're it right. still is guaranteed and, money. Absolutely. And he, he, if you recall, he also, you talked about the drug problem. He introduced the lug, the uh, league's first drug testing policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, he still showed a lot of control over the players. The thing that was really controversial is when he went with the dress code. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. The guys were wearing crazy clothes on the sideline and he made them wear a sports coat. Well, not just on the sideline, but walking into the arena and leaving the arena. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, and, eight, and don't forget he had Michael Jordan come into the And then he had Michael which, Jordan as well. Yeah. And, of course, there was many years in which people like me were convinced that he and the league had their finger on the scale to make sure that the bigger markets and the bigger stars – always got a few extra calls if necessary. And I could never prove it uh, if there was such a thing in place. I'm sure he was smart enough that he didn't have to write a memo or hold a meeting. Yeah, But maybe it was for the betterment of the league overall. Who knows? He also nipped in the bud an emerging bench-clearing brawl crisis that was threatening to take over the league by issuing some of the most draconian penalties for guys taking two steps off the bench. You remember the Spurs versus the Suns series 
that hinged on, I believe, Tim Duncan taking two steps out of the court. Yes, I do remember that. I do. And he, I mean, but he had, he had to look. because there were brawls involving Jeff Van Gundy where he's swinging on the leg of Alonzo Mourning, and gosh. the Heat, the Heat, and the Knicks are just brawling. And David Stern knew that that is not what corporate America would put up with. And corporate America wanted to buy into the league, they wanted to buy into these stars whose personalities and faces you got to know, and their games were all different. See, that's a. That's the great thing about basketball, Ron, and you being a hoop junkie, you understand it. Everyone's game is a little different. Some guys are quicker. Some guys shoot better. Other guys are brawnier. Everyone has unique moves. It's so unique. Especially back then, Steve. I mean, you had a team like the Houston Rockets. You would have Kenny Smith playing point guard at one time, and then all of a sudden, the next guy coming in would be uh, the current coach for the Washington Wizards, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> the, the little white dude who'd come in and play Scott Brooks, Scotty Brooks would come in and play point guard, or you would have a guy like, I remember the old days with, and this was probably right about when he took over, but watching the Celtics, you know, you'd have like Greg kite, uh, <laughs> and Jerry Seesting. Seesting. the right. Yeah. One of the few bald white guys ever in the league. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, he's balding, yeah. But then you'd watch, and, and, you know, those series with Lambeer and Dumars and Vinny the Microwave Johnson against yeah. playing, and, and even Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, when, with Dominique against Bird when, they, when uh, they got him in Game 7, Randy Whitman playing for the Atlanta yeah. Hawks and no, Tree was... Rollins and these guys. Like you said, there were so many different kind of guys. Now, nowadays... It's very rare to have that really unique player that stands out. And if he does, it's like the dude who plays for the Lakers now. Uh, I can't remember. LeBron his name. James? No, no, no. Anthony the, little, Davis. the white dude, the foreign oh, guy right. who yeah. is balding <laughs> with the receding hairline. You're like, <laughs> he totally stands out, but he can play. You know, I, think he they, can play. I think they jokingly call him the white mamba. Yeah, I don't know what he is, but he's a decent player. But those guys stand Alex out. Alex Caruso. Yes, that's exactly it. Actually, opinion. they also call Brian Scalabrini the White Mamba. <laughs> yes. That's yep. funny. So the the last big controversial act by David Stern, though, was to negate the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers on the grounds that pretty much the Pelicans and their GM didn't know. Del Demps was in over his head, didn't know what he was doing. He thought it was an unfair trade. And there was a lot of controversy about that. That was his last big act before handing the league over to Adam Silver. But since then, so many things have changed and the league has morphed and basketball has morphed thanks to analytics and everything else into a league that's got real challenges. The ratings are in the dumper this year in part because the stars they used to promote are either all hurt or they're scattered to the wind and management bullshit too. load management is bullshit. And the game is unappealing compared to what it once was. It was, it's just jacking threes right now. That's it. And it's it's jacking threes, and it is an obscene amount of calls being made on drives to the bucket. I was just talking about this. I sat with Jimmy Patsos the first uh, quarter at the Wizards game the other day. For those that don't uh, know, Jimmy Patsos, Jimmy, former longtime assistant yeah. coach to Gary Williams at Maryland, and then National head coach. championship ring, then went and coached at Loyola of Maryland, then went to Siena, and he now is the senior 
basketball consultant for Under Armour. Got it. And uh, Jimmy and I sat next to each other and we had a great talk. And uh, the thing that we talked about, and he knew I was a former basketball official. And I looked at him and I said, after like three and ones in a row, I said, Jimmy, this and one epidemic is is out of control. These these referees anticipate an and one and they can make the call because it's an easy call to make because you know that half the crowd's going to be thrilled with your and one call and the other the other team uh, not the crowd but the other team is going to be it, it may there's always going to be yeah. a little contact on the move so you can't really question it and the and one is a call for an official and you watch it is taken over the game at all levels high school college and professional the referee Instead of letting the play play out, how about we ban? Ball goes in the basket. Obviously, the foul wasn't that hard. Right. I was going to say, how about play out? How about we ban the and one? Uh, I and that way, literally, literally, if the ball goes in, it's impossible to get a foul on top. LeBron James got a call the other night in a game in which uh, the trail defender stopped pursuing with about five feet left of the basket. Mm -hmm. LeBron's trail foot barely grazed the defender's leg in midair. LeBron felt it and then exaggerated it, lifting his leg up, missed the layup, and then fell to the ground and got the call. They then went to replay and they looked at it. And in no one's world is it a foul, despite the tiny grazing of his trail foot in midair, and yet replay upheld it. Yes. And along the and, and back to Stern along the official uh, frontier that we're discussing, he also dealt with a shitload of. Well, and then there was uh, I mean, just a major issues yeah. with Tim Donahue and these guys and Mike. Uh, I forget the Mike Mathis. I think maybe remember he was uh, <laughs> using his points and getting uh, yes. paid for his flight. And they, everything. I think they were redeeming their first class tickets uh, for yes. cash and not reporting yeah. that. To the IRS, which was as much of an IRS thing as it is yes. a league thing. So but, but let's thing focus Stern, on the quick, league. But, yeah, but, go ahead, but Steve. The thing about Stern, the last thing I'll say about him is he never changed his demeanor. I always admired that he's former attorney, but his demeanor, he never raised his voice. Brooklyn Tough conferences. Are, yeah, he was Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tough and wicked smart. I mean, the yeah. smartest commissioner by far. I mean, you compare David Stern to Roger Goodell. He makes Roger Goodell <laughs> look like a Labrador retriever or just, <laughs> duh, you know, yeah. oh, you yeah. want to, you want to go pet Roger Goodell on the head and say, good boy, good boy. You're yeah. so dumb. <laughs> That's it's probably an insult to labs, by the way, to compare Roger Goodell to him. So yes. the league right now, there was a story, Ron, about how you know, the NBA blames cord cutting for its ratings woes, and somebody did a dive into the numbers these days, and they're like, how come college football's up in the age of cord cutting? How come the NFL's just fine in the age of cord mm-hmm. cutting? How come this is fine? And really, I think the NBA knows it, that they've got a problem, and this why this is why this in-season tournament is being talked about. Yes. What do you think about the in-season tournament uh i i don't i i've just heard it i haven't dove into it because it seems so foreign and so strange all right but, so just know, on a broad a blush I th- I, on a I broad blush do you think it is going to make a difference i don't know they i don't really know don't i, I they, don't they basically say and, and you're a guy that goes to the regular season nba and watches it and likes it they're basically saying the nba is the 82 game regular season march is obsolete, and we have to do something different. Yep, I know. 
Here, let me tell you really quickly about what? the Washington Wizards. I, I, I before before you pivot to the Wizards, let me just ask this: How come the NHL is not saying that? Well, here's what I'm going to say: How this come How I'm, come this... Major League Baseball is not saying that? If a linear long march of a ton of games, 82 in hockey and basketball, or 162 in, in baseball, if if the NBA is saying, well, this model's obsolete for today's sporting customer, how come the other leagues aren't the same way? I. I, I, here's and here's my rebuttal. The the way the game is played now in the NBA is not appealing to a true basketball fan. You just made it. You just described an, a a call, an absolutely atrocious call that was given in favor of of the superstar of the league. Mm-hmm. It happens time and time again. Yeah, stoppages in play for fouls on three point shots that shouldn't be called for guys not going up for a natural form of shooting the basketball leaning in pump faking stepping to the left so they instigate the the contact well where i'm going with this is the washington wizards right now have seven guys that are not dressing seven guys are wearing sports coats and dress shoes <laughs> that would usually be wearing jerseys that would be very sweaty at the end of the game all right how's that four possible starters. there's the, four what, is a 14-man roster in the nba yeah they they got an exemption okay. they got the exemption to have to sign extra players they have guys playing for them right now, Gary Payton uh, and uh, Gary Payton II and this guy named Wes Matthews, who was the player of the year in the Sunbelt Conference last year from Lipscomb, who scored 28, who scored right. 28 the other night. We beat the Heat. We, I know. We, that's my team. We beat the Heat. <laughs> yeah. These guys are playing hard, Steve. They're playing their asses off. Effort. They're defending. They're rebounding. They're diving for loose balls because these guys are trying to get a contract. And, and yet they're, they're and yet and, they're ten and twenty two. Well, no, no, well, but that's but that's <laughs> they, they got to think about. I'm talking about this team right now. I'm not talking about when Thomas Bryant was healthy, when uh, Mo Wagner's healthy, when all these guys are healthy. They're a decent team. They're a decent team. But what I'm saying is, right now, when you go to the arena and if you got to watch effort and if you got to watch guys busting their ass every night playing basketball the right way i think the league would be in better shape instead yeah. of seeing what you see which is a lot of not i'm not gonna call it half-ass because i don't believe that then we got to go back to what you and i was talking about with the movie i just Airplane think of dragging I, yeah ass, right drag walton's know? ass up and down yeah, the court yeah. for 48 yeah, minutes he, says, he I, says you never run yeah i i mean i was watching some of the best of the 80s celtics highlights and the passing was ridiculous. Yes, it was bounce passes, tic tac toe. I mean, it was in Bird's hands for a second on the break, and then it was off to McHale. McHale then dumps it over his head to perish for an <laughs> yeah. easy slam dunk. And I yep. know that what I was watching was essentially '80s highlight porn. But at the same, yeah. t- and and I know that that was not every play that the NBA wasn't that exciting all the time. But like plays like that, you rarely see anymore. Like you literally just don't see those plays anymore. No, they don't. They don't get out on a break like that. What they do is they'll get LeBron will get it and he'll take it and he'll get, he'll create the break himself. But you don't have guys filling lanes the way that they used to in a break. No, you know we would have guy down the middle. But God, I was just going to say something else. But oh, oh, the way the game was played back then in the eighties and everything with a center. The yeah. ball, everything went through the post. That is how the fucking game of basketball <laughs> is supposed to be played. Right. But Go until through you, the post, but it did. Until you make Every the three-point shot 40 feet out from the basket, you're not going to have that center come right. back. You can't make people dump it in low. The math says, and the shooting is so good, that you're crazy for not taking a high number of threes. Yep. 
I know, I know. As good as the Milwaukee Bucks are, uh, and as good as Giannis Antetokounmpo is, they shoot threes better than anybody. All their guys yeah. shoot threes because Coach Bud said, we're going to shoot threes, and he's taught his big guys how to shoot threes. <laughs> big yeah. stiffs who look like Frankenstein, like uh, Ursan Ilyasova. With, he should have bolts coming out the side of his neck, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots a great three for I, a seven-footer. It's crazy. All right, so I you went to college. You went down to Charlottesville to check out the Wahoos against I, I, Navy. How's the college game looking these days? Oh, gosh. Well, I got to watch the most fundamentally sound basketball game of the year, and I promise you that's the case. Uh, I watched Navy, who is – they were 6-4 and four going into the game. And, of course, Virginia's ranked, even though they lost Kyle Guy and they lost uh, their other big guy that went in the first round. Uh, why can't I think of his name? But um, so I saw less dribbling than I've seen in a basketball game uh, in years. I saw more screens that were set properly and used. I saw incredible perimeter defense. Navy plays fundamental basketball. We know Virginia does nine turnovers combined between the two teams in the game. Neither team got in the bonus in either the first or second half. Steve, it was a dream. And to go down to John Paul Jones Arena, which is a newish arena for yeah. uh, for UVA. They used to play in the old University Hall, I think it was called. But it was so good. And the crowd is oh, there's yeah. such a good crowd. They're not the most knowledgeable. What was, but what was the final well, score? Do you uh, remember? Uh, I think we ended up losing by 11, but... I say we Navy, yeah, Navy, we had cut it. We cut it to five or we went up one with five minutes left. Um, it was great. The other reason we went down, I took my son. We like to do over winter break, a lot of educational stuff. And we went down to Monticello and what an amazing place. Yeah. You know, that thing, you know, that building is a, that house is 11,000 square feet. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> 1768. He no. started building it. I, I mean, he did it over time. Didn't your sister go to Virginia? She did. She was the smartest of the of the lot that could get in as an in-state resident. So yeah, she's a It's Wahoo. a really neat place, Steve. No, it's, it's a, cool. It's, it's very cool. It's a neat town. It's very it cool. Um, um, all right. So by the way, it was uh, DeAndre Hunter who went to the Lakers. Yes. Uh, fourth exactly. overall. That's yes. the other guy. Yep. So look yep. that up. Um, how do you feel about Maryland? They were as high as fourth in the country a couple of weeks ago. They've had some really ugly losses and uh, the Mitchell brothers, uh, Mackay and I forget the kid, other kid's name, have transferred, entered the transfer portal for reasons that I have not yet heard the exact reasons. Your thoughts? On uh, it's your it's simple. They're, twin, they were, they're twins. Not, only one of them was worth recruiting, but it was a package deal. And uh, they ended up I'm, – I'm not going to dirt the kids. I've never met them. I just know from a little, little bit knowing inside the program that they were – uh, not easy to deal with. Yeah. So much to the point where Coach Turgeon made them separate. You know, they were living together. He oh, really? Said no. Oh, yeah. No more. We're not living together anymore. And <laughs> that from that point forward, or you know, Maki and Makel. Maki M A K H E I or H E L and and H I. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. So and their two- mom was all involved. The mom was calling and texting and emailing Coach Turgeon about. Why they're not playing, oh, and I hear boy. that the practice. I hear you're getting on this one, or you know, and paying extra <laughs> attention to the other guys. This oh, whole shit. bullshit. All right. Oh yeah. That said, 
I mean, Maryland had real big hopes. I mean, they still do, obviously, but is this just a rough patch for them, or uh, is this team fundamentally flawed? This team is fundamentally flawed because they do not understand the fact that you can't score a basket. You cannot get points if you don't have the basketball. So when you turn it over, yeah, one in every three possessions, your chances of scoring are going to become, uh, you know, and diminishes greatly. Uh, they they have a, it's such incredible talent. I think that maybe Coach Turgeon is still figuring out how to please all of them when you have that much talent. Yeah, that's true. Invariably, you're going to get a pro- you're going to have problems with not playing them enough and causing problems. You know, why am I not playing more and all that bullshit that comes with it? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to manage. And, and this in, in the age and day and age of um, AAU basketball kids that are the big recruits, they're very tough to manage once they get to college. All right, let me ask True. you about Navy football. They, I saw they beat K-State in their bowl game. I love it. I mean, this is a service academy that has no business even beating the lower tier of the Big 12 like K-State, and yet they do. And uh, yep. Malcolm Perry is ridiculous. I think I saw a stat that, you know, who's the quarterback at Navy, he has finished, like, with the 24th most all-time rushing yards in 1A football, and the top 23 are all running backs. That's exactly right. He uh, broke, yesterday, last night he broke the Division One, you know, FBS, whatever it's called, um, p- rushing record for quarterbacks 1923 yards i think it was and you know don't forget that this is a guy that in 2016 in a september game i wasn't at that game but they were playing fordham he was a plebe a freshman and he was in his whites up in the stands and the starting quarterback got hurt they went and pulled him out of the stands and he had to get dressed and go on the field. He became the backup quarterback yeah. because the second queen string quarterback was <laughs> suspended for a game. So he gets in the game. He plays. Well, he went there. He wanted to be a running back. Um, Coach Niamata Lolo uh, acquiesced to him. All right, I'll play it running back. Didn't work out. Three and ten last year. Okay, mm-hmm. Malcolm didn't play a lot of quarterback last year. Three and ten. Eleven and two this year. I Eleven and two, message. beat Army and a bowl win. Beat Army. He had three hundred and four yards rushing in the Army Navy game, and then he had two hundred and thirteen last night. Now keep in mind the Kansas State beat Oklahoma this year. Steve. I know <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And what else is crazy is how undisciplined and all the jive ass trash talking <laughs> that Kansas State was doing last know, night. You can't do that shit to the academy. I mean, these boys. You think they're you th- you think they're perfect, and you, they're going to be a pushover, or whatever. But they can be just as dirty. Right. And when because remember, they've got a lot of anger built up. They're getting <laughs> yelled at. They're dealing with a lot of bullshit at that academy. They're being told when to go to sleep, right? When to wake up, when to study, when to eat, everything. So if you come at them with that bullshit, well, gonna, next time when they get a chance, they're going to put a helmet right in your chin, and you're not going to like it. Well, okay, so this year they they beat uh, K-State, and last year uh, in the Armed Forces Bowl, Army killed uh, 70 to 14. (laughs) They killed Houston. (laughs) Annihilated them. Yeah. God, I love it. (laughs) You get these guys, hey, you sit these guys down in a room, and you say, all right, we got two weeks, or we got 18 days to prepare for this team. 
here we go. Are you in? Yes, sir. I'm in. There's none of this bullshit they, about, well, are you going to play? You know, you're a senior. You might get drafted in the third round. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit this one out. No, this is right. everything. Uh, are you going to play so in this game? Yeah, because I'm going to get shot at in a month. So, <laughs> yes. fuck yeah, I'm going to play yeah. in this game. You yeah, I, got, I already got my, I got my commission. I'm submarine starting in October. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right. surface warfare. I'm not going to yeah. see the sun for six months. Yeah, yeah I think I'll play in this game. And, oh, and, and they, they run would... the most basic scheme ever, <laughs> and you cannot stop it. You did you see the play that stop? Did you see the play that they ran on fourth down when it was tied? Uh uh-uh. uh Tell me you saw it. Uh, uh, I it missed was, it. I'll all check right, it out. quickly, quickly. Twenty-seven seconds left. Fourth down and three at the fifty-yard line. If they don't get the first down, Kansas State gets the ball back. And goes the other way to kick a field goal. They they pitch it to the quarter or to the running back. Looks like he's running, throws it down the field to a to the wide receiver Uh, who took off. Goes down to the three yard line, kick the field goal to win. Yep, fantastic, good stuff, Ronnie. I'm glad you had a great break. Uh, Good to start the new year with you on the Zabecast. I'm getting this van done, and when I do, (laughs) I'm going to drive it over to your side of the market. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna get Jimmy Patsos to come sit in the free hugs and candy van with me, and we are going to record the most kick ass podcast ever. I love it. I actually do need you need to get him on. All right, before that even. Okay? Well, the point is, I'm just gonna drive it to where everyone is. Okay, that, that's that's the reason I'm building this van. Is that when you're gonna be sitting with him at a Wizards game? Yep. I'll agree to meet you guys before or afterwards, and literally, you'll just step in the van and we'll start talking. Perfect. All right, right, brother. All right, Ronnie. We'll talk to you. Enjoy the Rose Bowl. See you, bud. Peace and love. Bye-bye. I love Ronnie. He is doing it right. Taking his boy to all these experiences and, more importantly, showing him history. Taking him to places like Monticello uh, down in Charlottesville. I'll end on this today. Consumer Electronics Show is going on in Vegas. This week, I believe it runs... It is something I've never been to, and that's an outrage. I need to rectify that to be sure. But uh, CNET covers the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, and apparently the big theme of this year's CES is going to be robots, robots, and more robots, including sex robots. Sex robots can now hold conversations memorize your personality, and respond to human touch using sensors. In the past decade, dolls were even based on real people, including porn stars and even comedian Whitney Cummings. But the next decade, meaning 2020 to 2030, is going to see the realism of these sex dolls take off to levels only previously imagined in science fiction. You think about it and you say to yourself, well, oh, come on. It's never going to get to be like Blade Runner. And then if you stop and think about it logically, you have to say, well, what's going to stop it? What would stop? Progress would have to stop in all of these areas. Artificial intelligence would have to stop. Uh, Robotics would have to come to a halt. Like Things are not going to stop. There will always be that last little bridge where you're like, yeah, I think I can tell it's a robot versus a real person. But that last little element is going to get smaller and smaller. And maybe the toughest thing will be getting a realistic sort of skin or flesh feel, but that is getting better as well. The question will come in the next 20 years as these things get super real. 
are they better than a real human girlfriend? And I'm not going to answer that question here because how would I know? (laughs) I'm married happily so for many years. That said, uh, there are pizza-making robots or pizza-making machines that you think to yourself, why do we need to make a a machine or a robot to make pizzas? Well, one of the pizza-making machines can crank out 300 12-inch personalized pizzas per hour. And so if you can make these pizzas just automated, spread the cheese, spread the sauce, put on the toppings, through the oven, and away we go, that would generate amazing efficiency and better cost margins for places like Domino's and Pizza Hut and uh, Papa John's, all these delivery places. It requires a human being to go, oh, okay, it's pepperoni, and it's half onion, and i got to spread it. It's a pretty low-level, mindless job at that. doesn't pay a whole lot, but still, it takes a human. If we eliminate that, we'll have robots making pizza. They'll be cranking them out at an ungodly rate. Drones will be picking them up and flying them to our doorstep. And an already corpulently obese nation will become even fatter and fatter. Best robot drone pizza ever. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things that help goose the algorithm. Tell a couple friends about the Zabecast. And stay with me throughout the year. Great things coming. I promise you that. Football Five Ways Friday. Football Weekend Number 1 Edition comes up tomorrow. Subscribe for $5 a month. That's it. That's $1.33 a week. It's like nothing. And you will be part of our Friday football fiesta. In the meantime, have a great Thursday. And we will see you next time. Okay, my degenerate friends, let's talk about the wonderful dark art of gambling. Yes, dancing with the point spread. Going two fists in all the way up to your elbows, wearing farm animal gloves. All right, that was weird. My point is, every game you watch is a little bit more spicy with something on it, you know? That's why you should get dialed in today at mybookie.ag. I've got an account, and you know what? I throw 10, 15, 20 bucks on stuff all the time. That's it. You can even bet less. MyBookie.ag is perfectly legal, and having worked with them for over two years, they are a rare exception of credibility in a sea of fly-by-nighters. And the handful of times anybody has had a problem, they take care of it right away. Why? Because I send one email, and they go, oh, we, we don't want to get this. We'll take care of this. Relax, everybody. You got me backing you up. NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, PGA Tour, NHL, Premier League, everything but Bush Kazi from Afghanistan, you can bet on it. Right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand additional dollars to put in play. Terms and restrictions do apply to bonus dollar matches. Read the website for details. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to get that additional matching money. Get some sweet action in 2020. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid.